Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Kimberly Tara, and we are talking all about taxes and money and all of the things that make us cringe as mompreneurs, but are so very important in our businesses. Kimberly, welcome into the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And can I start with like, please don't tune us out. Don't think that you shouldn't listen to this episode because you just said money and taxes. (laughs) Right. So that means it's even more important because we want to have you keeping more of your money and not getting into trouble with your taxes. Yes, yes. Knowing your numbers, everything we're going to talk about today is so uber important as mompreneurs to know. So Kimberly, tell us more about yourself. Um, So I am Kimberly Tara and I am the owner of the Tara CPA firm. I have had my practice for six and a half years now. And I was just telling Amy that I have a six-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old, and eight-month-old. So let me do the math for you. They are all 22 months apart because I always see everybody's wheels start spinning the minute um, I I say the ages and four, uh, six and under. So I have essentially grow my practice, built my practice at the same time I've built a family. Was not planned that way, but we all know that sometimes things just do not go according to plan. Uh, So I partner uh, with female service providers to help them build wealth through proactive tax planning. So when a lot of business owners hear taxes, they're just thinking about filing the tax return, doing the things that they have to do. So like you said, we don't get in trouble, right? That's that's where our mind goes. Um, but what I have found is there is a true value to helping business owners be strategic with their business and with the tax code so that they can keep more money in their pockets. And that is what truly lights me up day in and day out. And I am so thankful that there are people that <laughs> get lit up with this stuff because I am not one of them. You know, I, I so. And that's okay, you. right? That is, exactly. the, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in all of our different skill sets and passions is what makes the world go round. We can't all love the same thing. And I've really people, Um, I remember when I was, you know, younger, people used to say, Oh, don't say you can't do that. Don't use the word can't, right? Because I say, I, I, I can't really do copy. I'm not really good at writing copy. And I think that it's okay for us to own and admit that we're not great at everything. We're not perfect at everything. And, you know, where my time should be spent is with the numbers deep, deep diving into an Excel spreadsheet and not writing copy. Because if I talk to someone for 10 minutes, I can get my point across and then they can do this amazing job writing something. And it just, you know, and it gives them a job and it makes the world go round and they're really good at it. And so um, I think that we all need to own our passions, our skill sets, and um, kind of I'm, I'm really getting into who, not how and outsourcing those things that are not meant for me to be doing. Exactly. And that right there is a game changer in business is when you stick within your zone of genius and do yes. those things that light you up, the things you're really good at and outsource the rest. I mean, that's where I've seen tons of growth personally yes. in my business. Yes. But you have to know your numbers to know how much you can outsource. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which is the perfect segue into all of this. So let's start super broad. What is the difference between tax planning and tax preparation? 
Great question. So when you hear tax preparation, that is essentially you're going to file your form 1040 as an individual taxpayer. Maybe, um, you know, if you have a business, you're filing on schedule C of your form 1040. And that's where um, you're reporting your, your business income. So how much money you made, and then the expenses that you had in your business. And it gives you a number that says, net taxable income. So your revenues minus your expenses gives you your net taxable income. So when you're thinking of tax preparation, it's reporting all of those numbers to the IRS, telling them, this is what my business made. This is the income our family had. And it's historical. So we're coming into um, 2023 and working on 2022 tax returns. So everybody's starting to get all of their 2022 numbers together so that they can file their tax returns. And it's not really... It doesn't benefit you in any way. I kind of think of this when I, when I give the, the analogy, I say it's like a toddler. If you tell them that they have to do something, they don't want to do it because you told them that they have yeah. to do it. But if you give them an incentive and make it seem fun and somehow they're benefiting from the thing that you're asking them to do, well, all of a sudden they're a little more willing to do it. And that is how... To me, that is a great analogy for tax prep versus tax planning. The IRS is telling you, you have to file your tax return. You're probably going to have to pay someone to do it because you don't know how to do it because we have made these incredibly complex tax laws and, and tax returns and you can't figure it out for yourself. But when I tell clients that I can save them 60% of their total tax bill through proactive tax planning... I have their attention and they are seeing a benefit now because they are keeping more of their money. So an example of tax planning, um, I worked with a client. We started together in quarter two of 2022 last year. And for, for 2022, she doubled her revenue. So she went from making $60,000 in 2021 to $130,000 in 2022 after we worked together, which is great on its own right there. Let's 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 raise her up because that's that's an amazing statistic right there. But to make it even better, her taxes went from $10,000 being paid in 2021 to $4,000 being paid in 2022. So now we've doubled her revenue, but we reduced her taxes by 60%. And she is already reinvesting that money back into her business this year to grow it even more. And that is an incredible feeling for me, knowing that I got to partner with her and help her do that. Yes. You literally like helped her keep money in her pocket so she can grow even more. Yes. yes. And she's incredible. It's just, it's so amazing. And so that in its essence, and so that's what I'd love to you like I love to use that example, even though we just discovered it like a month ago when I was doing her uh estimated payments for Q4. And I'm like, wait a minute, do you realize that like this is what happened? And she was like, no, I didn't even know, you know, like, like, she, like she knew it, but like I needed to say it for her. And I just use that as an example, because I think when a lot of business owners hear tax planning, they automatically assume it's for the rich and mm -hmm. it's not this, this, this incredible person, her name is Lisa. She 
she she's not rich, but she's she's working hard. Her 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 business it's it's in the philanthropic space. She is doing incredible things, and to to be able to play a small part in that I, that's what I want to leave listeners with is it's you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be Amazon. You don't have to be Jeff Bezos to take advantage of proactive tax planning to keep more money in your pocket. You just you need to be proactive. You hear me use that word. You've you've heard me say that a couple times. And what proactive means is we're starting tax planning now for this year. So, you know, we're we're early in 2023 and the time is now to do your 2023 tax planning, not next year, not not in December. And it's not to say that if you do some tax planning at the end of the year that that it won't be worth it, but the earlier you can start thinking about pro, being proactive throughout the year, the more benefits you're going to see from your tax planning. And this is definitely a space where you should work with someone qualified in this area and don't just try and say, "Oh, well I heard this tax strategy. I'm I'm just going to try it." This is not Messing with the IRS is not a time to be trying things out on your own. This is very much a time to work with someone who is qualified. And you're going to hear me say that word qualified as well, because unfortunately, I've seen a lot of unqualified tax professionals out there who either, one, they truly don't do tax planning. They they, they just do tax preparation and that's all you've, you've paid them and engaged them to do. And then I've also just seen people not do a good job at tax planning or tax preparation. Um, and, and so you do want to make sure you're working with a qualified person throughout the year to proactively plan for reducing your taxes. Oh my gosh. So, so good. So how do we go about finding someone that's qualified? What are some things we should actually be looking for to make sure that this person's, you know, has the proof to back it up? Yeah. So that's such a great question. So um, I think that you should talk to more than one person when you are, you know, quote unquote, like interviewing uh, someone to be your tax professional. You should do that when you're finding a bookkeeper, right? More than one person is is great because it's going to give you a sense of confidence when you when you choose the person that you do want to work with. You're going to be really confident in that because you don't feel like, well, what if I would have talked to someone else? Well, what if there is someone better? Um, and I actually have somebody who, so let me also say, I don't think one-stop shops are good for this. So, and what I mean by that is somebody who does bookkeeping and payroll and tax prep and tax planning and CFO work and retirement and financial about like, no, you just cannot be an expert at all of those things. I only do tax planning and then tax preparation for those clients. And I spent 60 hours on continuing education last year. And I spend that most years. So if I'm spending that many hours becoming an expert in just tax planning and tax preparation, how could I possibly be an expert in all of those other things, right? So I, I, not everybody agrees with this. This could be, this could be, you know, that my own opinion, I don't love one-stop shops for this type of thing. Um, I think having a bookkeeper and then having a tax professional and having a really good symbiotic relationship between those two is going to be your best bet. <clears throat> so then I would also say asking really good questions, right? To see if that professional is in alignment with you. Because even if you found a qualified professional and you know that they're good at what they do, they still need to be in alignment with who you are as a person and how you operate your business. You know, so things like... um 
asking, you know, what types of clients they serve. Are they sort of in your industry, right? So like I've niched down to female service providers because that's what I want to focus on because inventory and manufacturing is a whole beast that I don't want to spend my time on. But you have other professionals that specifically work on manufacturing and things like that. So you want to make sure that you work with somebody who's really knowledgeable in the manufacturing space if you are creating products. Um, So once you found a qualified person, you want to ask them, you know, you want to figure out, do they have a money growth mindset or are they going to hold you back, right? So a big, a really um, telltale sign for me is if you're working for someone and they're always telling you to cut expenses, there is a time and a place to cut expenses. We, We need to be smart about our money and our numbers. But if they're only telling you to cut expenses and they're not asking you, how can we make more? What is our revenue path? What are our offers? What are we looking at? How do we make more to cover your expenses? Because we've really cut out everything that we can. And if we start cutting more, you're going to be cutting off your lead gen or your marketing. So we need to turn the tables and we need to talk about what what does revenue need to look like? We also talk about with our clients, what do we want their personal lives to look like? And how does the business drive their personal goals and how do we use the business as a tool to get them there so you need to have these conversations with all of your money people quite frankly anybody who's in the money space for you you need to have these conversations with them because they need to be aligned and you just need to feel um you need to feel like you have a really good relationship with them because you know we we tell people that we have a partnership with our clients and you know, as moms, mompreneurs, our businesses kind of tend to be like another baby of ours, right? Like, like they're so important to us. We've, we've poured so much into them and no one is going to care about your business as much as you do. That's just a fact that we can all honor right there. But our firm is going to care about your business almost just as much as you do. And so we really say that we're your partner because we want you to succeed. We want you to to have the growth that you want. And you need to be confident in, in our, our relationship. You need to trust us so that when we advise you to do something, you're going to listen and you're going to be like, yes, you're you're so right. That's what we need to do. Um, and we listen to you back, right? So it's, it's just a relationship. It's a partnership. And you need to make sure that you are getting that vibe from the person that you are working with because money conversations are hard. Like it is hard to tell somebody I messed up. I invested in a program that was $5,000 and it really didn't serve me. And, and to, you know, you have to feel like you can be honest with your money professional, your bookkeeper, your tax professional, whatever it is, and tell them that you did that and not feel judged and say, well, you know what? That's okay. We're, you know, thankfully we still get to deduct it as a business expense on the tax return. You know, can I, you know, do you want to talk it out so that you make sure that that doesn't happen again? What were the red flags? What could we do differently? No judgment, just how do we how do we make sure that doesn't happen again? So having a really good relationship with them, I think is going to be the key in the long run. Oh my gosh, so much valuable information and great points that you made. And I love too how you talk about, you know, integrating your personal goals, your, your what you want your life to look like outside of business because at the end of the day, I think most of us are in business for a greater goal. You know, it's yes. to provide for our families, to provide for our partners, like all of these things in life. It doesn't just center around the business. The business is the vehicle that gets us to the lifestyle that we crave. But you have to be strategic and intentional about 
how that looks. Right. And also I'm really big into not being a slave to your business, right? Yes. Like make your business work for you. And in knowing the numbers in using proactive tax planning to build wealth, that is how you start using your business to serve you and your family and not the get, not getting into that trap of the other way around. Oh my gosh. Absolutely incredible. What are some common mistakes that you see small business owners making? Yeah. When it comes to tax planning. Yeah, that's a great question. So let's talk about tax prep and tax planning. Okay, perfect. Um, One big mistake that I've seen, and I've, this person even had a professional tax preparer, they were paying themselves on payroll and they were a schedule C filer. You're not allowed to do that. If you file your taxes on schedule C, you are not getting a payroll check where Medicare is being withheld and social security is being withheld and federal income taxes are being withheld. You're not, you don't get that. You're not getting a W-2. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they are definitely not a qualified person. Please do not work with them. (laughs) Um, That is one of the, just like the biggest mistakes that I have seen. The other mistakes that I see around this are, waiting until the end of the year to start gathering your numbers. That's that's a big mistake because one, that's like really stressful when tax prep time comes around to like all of a sudden need to like go back and figure out what you did in February of last year. Well, I don't know about you. I'm trying to remember most days what I did yesterday, much less what my business did in February of last year, right? So waiting until the year has come to a close to start like compiling all of your financial information instead of doing it even just monthly throughout the year. I'm not saying you have to do it every day or every week, but monthly you should sit and say like, okay, this is what my business revenue is for the month and then year to date, add all the months up, right? Here are all of my expenses. Okay, and here's where here's where my taxable income is for the year. And you keep up with that month over month. That's another big mistake that I see um, a lot of business owners making because not only is that bad for tax preparation, but that is also bad because you're not able to make data-driven decisions throughout the year to say, well, man, I, you know, I, I thought that this offer brought in 10,000, but no, it only brought in 4,000. What happened? Or why were my revenues down so much in the month of June compared to the other five months? Is there a reason? Maybe it's because it's summer and your, 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 your customers, your clients aren't purchasing in June. Okay. We know, but what if there isn't a reason we need to dive deep and we need to figure out what that reason is. Because if that, if it's like, my my um web page has a 404 error and people can't buy if you don't figure that out until january of next year that's six or seven months of revenue that you've missed so that's another big mistake that i see is not having timely and accurate financials throughout the year the other thing the other mistake that i see when it comes to tax planning is kind of like i mentioned trying to diy it tax Tax planning is just, it's really not a DIY. That's why like people are like, oh, are you going to launch a course about tax planning? Not really, because it, it again, it's it's really just hard. You need somebody to partner. So, you know, we we have a, a, a light package that we've started partnering with clients who are in that like 60K to 200K range because they do, they are a little more like, I want to DIY it. I don't, I can't afford expensive tax planning, but we're still there to help guide them versus like a DIY course because tax planning is just not something that you should be doing on your own. Um 
Another mistake that I see is missed deductions. And that comes from, you know, a lot of business owners, they come from being an employee where they work for somebody else. They're just getting a W-2. So they're not, they don't have expenses that they can deduct. That That's not something that they can do. And so reframing the mindset into, okay, well, wait, that's something that I, I spent for my business. So it's a business deduction. I need to make sure that I document it. I keep the receipt for it and I list it on my tax return so that I can reduce my taxable income and pay less taxes. I see a lot of missed opportunities. I wouldn't say it's a mistake. I would say it's a missed opportunity because business owners aren't aware that they should be deducting that as a business expense or how to proactively turn um, a non-business expense into a business expense. Oh, such great information. And, you know, for so many people, I think there's that misconception out there that, all right, deductions, I'm going to get all that money back. No, it's decreasing your taxable income. And I think that that is something that very early stage entrepreneurs struggle with. It's like, oh, wait, what, what do you mean I don't get all that money back? Yes. And it's understanding that, you know, like one of my, uh, I hate when I hear this, um, we'll just go buy something, right? Like if you're trying to save on taxes and lower, we'll just go buy something so you can depreciate the asset. Well, if you're go out, going out and buy something, you're still spending the cash and the money, right? So if you needed that asset, right? Like let's say, you know, you've been needing to buy a big printer or something like that, and you've been saving up and you need it. And you're like, ah, oh, the timing just hasn't been right. Yeah. Okay. Go buy that printer. Like if, if it's, or the camera, right? Like, like maybe you need a new video camera because you're recording reels and content and all the different things. Okay. If you can justify that purchase to me and you, you really were going to do it anyway, then absolutely. Let's get that purchase in before the end of the year so that you can depreciate that asset. Because I mean, equipment like that could run you one, two, $3,000. So make sure before you go and spend the money, simply because you want to depreciate the asset that you actually still need whatever it is that you're going out to buy, because at the end of the day, the cash is still leaving. So I don't, I don't love that piece of advice that people just throw out out there. And the other thing that I'm going to say while on this topic that I hate is please be cautious of getting your tax advice from Instagram and other social media sources, because there is just so much misinformation out there that it makes it so hard for qualified professionals like myself and my peers that I work with, right, where we're doing the right thing. We're not just trying to be salesy. We're not clickbaity. We're not trying to get likes and follows and comments and whatever the other, I'm not big on social media, whatever the other stuff is that you're trying to get. Like we're actually doing our jobs. We're sitting in our office, listening to the education, advising our clients, having conversations with them. So just be cautious because I heard it on Instagram is not going to hold up with the IRS. Exactly. So it's truly important to hire an expert, to find really an is. expert that you trust because it will pay off tenfold yes. in the long oh, run. It is thank worth you every for saying that. Penny. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I really feel like I tell clients sometimes, I'm like, you can't afford not to work with us, right? And and for a lot of our a lot of our clients, they see more in savings than they're actually paying us. Right now, we can't guarantee that because there's no there are no guarantees and the IRS legally does not allow us to guarantee it. But I would say 95% of our clients are easily saving more in taxes than what they're paying with us. So it's a win-win. Why why not support one another? 
Oh my gosh. I love it. And I am just so thankful that there are people like you that love this because <laughs> numbers and taxes and financials, whew, it's a lot. And it's always changing. Like you said, you devote so many hours every single year to continuing education yes. because it's always changing. It's it has been extra evolving. crazy the last couple of years. Extra <laughs> exactly. crazy. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you for sharing your value with our community. How can we find you and learn more about you? Yes. So I kind of already said I'm not big on social media, but I do have what I consider my Instagram landing page where you can find me. And I actually love the DMs on Instagram. I love those voice memos back and forth. I love to just hear everyone's voices. It makes my day. So you can find me on Instagram at Tara CPA firm. So that's where you can find me on Instagram. You can also head over to our website, which is www.terracpafirm.com. And we have all of our information about how to work with us. Um, if you want to hear um, other podcasts that I've been on, I've talked a lot about like paying yourself and things like that. So if you want to go kind of digest those, you can hear all about that. We also, um, I have on the side, I have a blog and the, our blog is www.messywonderful.com. And we have have the messy wonderful podcast and that is more of my lighthearted um kind of where motherhood and business intersect you're going to hear more about like how we travel with four kids and little kids and it's kind of I call it my creative outlet uh my husband's an engineer I'm a CPA so we are pretty numbers analytical people and so the blog is sort of where we get to have like our fun creative less uh qualified professional if you will that's our outlet for that Oh my gosh, absolutely incredible. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy day, busy season of life to share your value with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Oh, it really has. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 